Welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, go, go gadget mobile. gizmos, and games. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers on 927-WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Good morning, good morning. I got Bowl in the studio. How are you today, sir? Pretty good. Awesome. A, a tiny bit chilly. The weather is uh, its weirdly chilly today, which is kind of crazy. But uh, even with being a little chilly, we will still have our recycling events. Yeah. So we have one in Maroa, Illinois, Ooh. which is slightly north of Decatur, I believe is what it is. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, uh, 8 to noon, something along those lines, standard convenience event. So any TVs and monitors, there's typically a charge associated with those. Everything else we take at no cost is is typically a smaller event. Uh, It's not one of the bigger ones. And then uh, next week we have uh, Memorial Day weekend. Oh, so yeah, uh, I'll be here before you know it. (laughs) So we actually do not do any recycling events on Mm -hmm. Memorial Day weekend. So next weekend we will be be postponing anything or we just didn't set anything. Sure, but you can always come to any of the stores to do your recycling. Yep, you sure can. And then we have three more events after that, and then about, I think the 17th of June is the last weekend we have one until August sometime. We try and skip the June-July months when it gets really, really hot and late into August to avoid that. Yeah, you you don't want to be overheated because these these things are huge, but those box trucks and the semis, I mean... And they are quite a bit of work. We do try and take the electronics, we try and, you know, uh, sort them, make sure that they, uh, like, we stack them in similar areas. We take a lot of TVs and TVs, oh, yeah. even the flat panel ones, they can be very, very heavy. So oh. just having a lot of people there to work them and stack them and oh, yeah. separate things. Uh, we do just kind of like a formal separation as we are stacking them up and wrapping them and getting everything ready to transfer back to Springfield, which will it be dismantled further. Oh. And it, it amazes me too, even with how thi- how electronics have gotten smaller over the years, how much we still have to recycle, you know? Yeah. And if, I feel like there's more of it yeah. because that, it's smaller. That, that's a, a great point, yes. A lot of the older electronics are much bigger, oh, yeah. uh, just take up a lot more space. They weigh a lot more. Uh, we've definitely gotten our components much more smaller, much more efficient over the past decade or so, but our our weights are not really changing. Right. They have reduced at least a little bit, but we, I mean, we've increased our recycling events at areas around central Illinois over the past couple of years, because like you just said, there's just, there's everything is electronic nowadays. So there's so much more electronics in the entire world. So every single thing has some kind of electronic component to it that typically needs to be recycled of a certain fashion. So, uh, yeah, we're not we're not seeing a decrease in the weight of the electronics. We're just it's the it's the, the efficiency and the yeah. size of them is yeah. changing. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, like you said, it just amazes me. It just I mean how like just televisions, you yep. know, from when we used to have to have two people carrying a television because they were so heavy and yep. bulky, and now you know you have the flat panel, yep. more awkward probably than anything. We on used to those. be able to get like fifteen or so TVs on a pallet, and it yeah. would be you know seven feet tall and uh, weigh I don't know seven hundred pounds or something along those lines and then now we can get like 30 or something flat panel tvs stacked up on a pallet and it's half the size so it's only three and a half four feet tall but it's over a thousand pounds because they're just yeah. they're so much more efficient and oh yeah yeah absolutely we, we get a, a good amount of electronics uh people are constantly updating 
their stuff and planned obsolescence oh. is kind of a, a big deal in the world nowadays. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. And if the phone lines are open, 217-629-7970, if you'd like to join in on the conversation or ha- have any questions or calls about your computers or about recycling, feel free to join us. One of the articles you sent me uh, was about the uh, Apple and always being involved in plan obsolescence oh, yeah. and how they just will cancel a device after so many years, no matter what the technology is like inside of it. It doesn't matter what the condition the machine is in. If it just, once it hits a certain date, if right. it can no longer run the latest and greatest, most up-to-date oh, software, that. whatever the OS is, yeah. it just, it's, they say it's it's done for. And I have actually noticed I have a, a, a 12 Pro, and I, I think it's starting to slow down quite a bit, and I oh, think really? it's with these major updates, it's starting to slow down, and it's just... It, it's it's hard to say that that's necessarily playing obsolescence, but as they include more features and more like widgets and they change right. things slightly and they change security updates and as the OS, like the actual files of the OS just get slightly bigger and bigger and bigger, it does cause effect on your phone. Well, and two, and then the, they, I don't think they plan for the older processors on the phones when they yeah. push those yep. OS updates out. Yeah. And I mean, there is, there is an actual real difference between older hardware and newer software and right. the way that they function, the way they right. talk to oh, each other. Absolutely. So there are some older pieces of technology that just cannot do the processing power of the newer pieces of technology. Right. Absolutely. But if we're talking like sixth gen processors and up, it's typically just those minute, oh, yeah. just really efficiency, just standard gigahertz changes that... It might, it's not even gigahertz, it's less than that, but right. just, just minute changes at that point that's more about efficiency than it is about actual operating power. Yeah, absolutely. And and also, too, with the next big update, now we're talking about this, Apple's going to have the, the voice, uh, digital voice that might yeah. sound like you. That you record. Is, I think that is the next step in this very scary AI that yeah. we are going. You can, it, re- you can record 15 minutes of a conversation, so there's something you'd have to go to your phone and you would choose to do. You'd have to opt into it. Uh, you, you you record 15 minutes of whatever text prompt it tells you to record, and from that 15 minutes, it can create an AI voice of you. Yeah, that's scary. And they're saying it's for people who... You know, as time goes on, they will have they will lose uh, voice functionality. They would have some kind of I don't know disease or something else that would uh, cause them to not be able to speak as sure. properly as they have been before. But that's just that's that's so open for abuse. Oh yeah. That is so, I mean, we're we're to the point now where even perusing the internet. Every now, every time I see something, I'm like, oh. was this article written by somebody or was it written by an AI? Right. That's and Google. They're they're planning to generate AI in your search now. Yeah, that's so, their next big leap. Yeah, they're basically following the footsteps of Bing. Bing, Microsoft, yeah. Bing were the first people to implement it, and it's just instead of going to Google and being like, hey, can I? Uh, what do you think? Instead of going to Google and having to ask the exact specific question you want, you can ask a question such as, what's a good national park to take a family of three and a dog? And it will actually talk to you as if you're a person and give you, well, you know, if the kids are this age or... other right. uh, whatever it, reasons we suggest this place if location is a factor we suggest one of these two places yeah. you know if you're looking for activities how about a couple of these um this goes back to google a, a while ago got in trouble for the uh they were sued by the lyric websites mm. because they would 
if you went to Google and you typed in like a, a you know band name song lyric, mm. it would show you the lyrics in the Google search right there. Oh, so and it would actually take that information from one of these lyric websites. And the whole entire purpose, the whole entire point of all of this is you're actually taking traffic away from those websites. Oh. So even though the lyric website is the place that provided the lyrics, if they're not getting enough traffic, they're not going to be able to maintain their servers and they could eventually shut down. So Google is actually taking traffic away from these websites. Mm. And this is something that they are doing that as well because they are referencing oh. these websites and they're giving you the link to the websites. But it's exactly like Wikipedia, where if you go to Wikipedia to look for an answer for something, most people don't also double check the sources that are labeled at the bottom. Yeah, uh, yeah. M many yeah. people. I I'm guilty of that. You know, you go to Wikipedia. You yeah. see, it cites these several sources. Right. You don't need to necessarily go further than that. But if you're extra interested, sure, you might go and read the scientific article that so and so wrote on it when they did, you know, whatever experiment. Sure. But if you're not actually interested in that, if you just want to find out what national park is good to take my children to, and Google gives you that information, but they take it from a website, it takes traffic away from that website. Right. So that website, if they don't get ad revenue. If they don't get traffic to them, they could eventually shut down, and then Google would just probably purchase them is what they would do. Wow. Because that's kind of the the monopoly sort yeah. of play, you know. So it's like, how much is your data worth? I yep. mean, we, we talk about that all the time. You, you go somewhere, too, you know. It listens to what you're saying. Yep. And next thing you know, boom, you got yep. targeted ads. And that is actually something that, that uh, the, the voice thing that you sent me that article oh, yeah. mentioned is that uh it will be it will be future evolving i think is what it says yes. so essentially it, it does say that it is isolated to the phone so it doesn't connect to any kind of server which is great it does protect your data but i have to believe this will be listening to your conversations and the idea is to pick up on words you haven't said before so you know it can properly right. get your vocabulary right but uh i it Th that's how this article read to me is that it will be listening to your conversations. It will be taking them, storing them in the phone itself and analyzing them. So it'll be that's finding out if you said scary. any words that were different and so that it could properly give you, I mean, you can create a video that is my face saying something and I've never taken a video of myself saying that and send it to a friend. Wow. Scary times. If you ask me, we need to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to 92.7 WMAY, VLH Show. If you've got any calls or questions, feel free to call in at 217-629-7970. And I'm, I'm kind of getting excited here because next month is the Apple event. Yeah. And the VR stuff, the, the headset, uh, it's kind of got me excited and just how technology, again, has, has evolved so much and where we're going at with with different things in the world and and that headset just i mean i know you're a big vr yeah you're a big vr person and uh what do, what do you think i mean from what you've seen so far or read so far about yeah I, I am pretty excited looking forward to at least what their announcement is to see what they have to offer i am excited about the uh, i think apple is focusing on 
Ooh, sorry, I catch my breath. <laughs> the AR side of things, the augmented yes. reality. Yes. Um, I did. I don't remember where exactly I read it at, but uh, one of the engineers for the Valve Index, which is my preferred Ooh. virtual reality headset, oh. uh, they tested out. I don't remember if it was the AR or VR that Apple had, and they said that it has a lot of promise and it has a lot to offer. Yeah. So that makes me excited to see what they will be, you know, coming up and turning the corner with. Um, I, like I said, I, I hope that the augmented reality is it catches on. I think there's a lot more utility than yeah. prefer like video game type sure. stuff. Um, Maybe it'd be a mixture of both a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but I do see, we talk a lot about this AI and how it, there are a lot of downsides to it, but there are sure. also a lot of benefits to it as yeah. well as it being implemented in certain things. Um, so it being implemented in Google, uh, it, that could certainly help people out. Yeah. That can certainly answer your questions if you don't know the exact right way to ask that question. Sure. If you just have, you know, I just have two kids and I want to go to a national park and it gives you, you know, essentially an itinerary, it could definitely help that sort thing out. Uh, one other thing, it, which is sort of also in reference to the uh, voice and video oh, yeah. app that uh, you'll be able to do without even needing to be a part of it. I don't have to take a video of myself saying these words. I could just create it out yeah. of thin air. Yeah, um, that's weird. Yeah. I've seen a lot of things so far where people will use this at, like in memoriam, memoriam of loved ones. Oh, yes. So yes. we've actually had, not only is there a Black Mirror episode about this, which gets a little... It, that highlights the the uh, oh, yeah. uh, the craziness of it, you know the the. Uh uh, a little creepy factor, but not necessarily. But if you have a loved one that has passed and you miss them, you will be able to enter a virtual reality world where if there's any of the, the data saved by this person, you can have an actual real conversation with yeah. a virtual reality version of this person. And it would be photorealistic, so it would be the exact same thing as if I'm sitting across from you right now. Yeah, and with the way that this AI works, it's not necessarily pre-programmed responses, it actually searches a database and takes a collection of responses and comes up with like what it thinks would be appropriate and it can sort of change those responses as well. It's it's called wow. adaptive. It learns adaptive and generative. It learns as it goes on. So you could have a conversation with a person, you know, a loved one that or uh, somebody you haven't seen in a long time, maybe lives halfway across the, you know, the world. Um, if you both have a VR headset on, you could put a virtual reality version of yourself in there and have you know a conversation Ooh. with somebody who's not really there. Wow, yeah. it's just it's just mind blowing to me. It's just yeah. mind blowing. I We're also seeing a lot of schools having issues with it, where students are using it to write papers oh, that they didn't write. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's literally to the point where it's I need to write a paper about why doctors use this medicine, and boom. You You've got a 10-page, scientifically-backed, uh, sources-cited page, paper, that was written right then and there that might be extremely relevant to all the other papers that this bot has written. So it's to the point now where there are a lot of high schools and colleges who are having to face this dilemma of how do you get people to actually learn if, I mean, our phones took uh, oh, yeah. uh, the access to the internet and our sm smartphones, that took a lot of necessity away from certain things. Oh, I don't sure. know anybody's phone number. You yeah, know, You don't oh, need to. You don't need to, yeah. yeah. I mean, back in the day, you had you memorized your phone sure numbers did. and you had to punch them in on your little yep. rotary phone or your push button phone. You had the little cord. Yep. You didn't have to, me I mean, you had to memorize them. You, not yep. like now where everybody's just it's automatic. You're connected to the internet. Yep. Hit my little 
you know, dial my contacts, and boom, there they are. I go to a computer. I can still pull all my contacts up on the computer. I mean. So I, I didn't get too in-depth in the article. Just, <laughs> like, the beginning of it confused me a little bit. But I guess there is a school that is having an issue with the students all claim they wrote the papers themselves. And I guess ChatGPT is actually claiming it wrote the papers oh. itself. Somehow there's some kind of debate there. <laughs> that's confusing enough. I was like, I'm not going to even look at that right now. That's just, that's a little bit of a headache to even think about. So some schools are completely and totally banning any type of AI. Some schools are enabling it, but you have to admit that you used it. Uh, I believe one of the most, uh, one of the best ways to do this is that you have the students submit the rough drafts as you go along. That's how you prove you did your work. Your rough draft, your first draft, your second draft, your final draft, those should all be different. The first three of them should have mistakes in them, which you, you can definitely ask an AI to write a paper, which includes mistakes, but I don't know how... At that point, this is that game of cat and mouse that we're always talking oh, about. Yeah, where how sure. do you outsmart AI or software even in general? And how does software in general protect itself? And yeah, absolutely. Because you 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 open that you open that up, and it's yeah. How do you outsmart yep. it? I and we're, then, we are adding it into everything. It has become oh, such a scary. Well. Not even as, it is scary, but it is like I'm trying to talk. It is a little beneficial. Um, oh yeah. But it's it's being included in so many things so quickly. One of the articles you sent me is the Tesla robots. Oh yes. Yeah. This know, looks like a. This looks like these, this picture looks like something out of the Terminator yeah. to me. I mean, these it is bots. it is close I mean, to iRobot yeah. as oh, possible. Yeah. And yeah, so there's this video of he's created these humanoid bipedal robots that are able to do tasks such as one of them was stepping on the ground and then oh. somebody put an egg underneath it and it did not crack the egg, continuing to step on the ground on the egg. And then somebody opened the egg, proving it was a real actual egg. egg. So uh, <sighs> that's just wow. I believe he is trying to get these in people's homes. So oh, where yeah. like, uh, you know, you would have some kind of like uh like your maid. What is basically. it, Rosie from oh, yeah. from the Jetsons? Oh yeah, Rosie, yeah. Except Rosie is a very, very downgraded model oh, of yeah. what we are talking about. Like we are talking about these look like Boston Dynamic robots. Oh yeah. It didn't say exactly where he got them from. And I mean it, robots are robots, so right. whatever. But the Boston Dynamic has been really, really refining this sort of stuff for years at this point. It, it, these, these are cool looking and cool what they can do. Yep. But on the flip side of things, you know, imagine getting some bad code, getting somebody yep. uh, putting in malicious code into these things, and they could be enemies. I mean, they yep. could be kill, killing machines yep. right there. One of my favorite virtual reality <sighs> video games is called Robo Recall, and it's New York City. Every single person has their own little assistant robot that oh. does whatever they want and some update or something causes them to go haywire and you have to go in and eliminate them. So it's just a shooter game where I'm just shooting a bunch of robots and blowing a bunch of robots up, but that's that's the premise of it. Right. Every single person has their own service bot that follows them around, carries their groceries, opens the door, does this, does that and yeah, wow. goes, goes haywire. All right. The phone line we need to take a quick commercial break. The phone lines are open. Computers and Internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Welcome back to 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk with the BLH Show. 
Yeah, so going back just a little bit longer, or a little bit back, just talking more about Apple. Um, oh, sure. Apple doesn't really play nice with video games. Most <laughs> Apple products, they just don't function with video games correctly. There's a, a lot of an issue with that. There's certain things that need to be done. So I really don't think that they're going to be focusing heavily on the virtual reality aspect on it. Uh, they very well could be, and that would be cool to see what they do. Yeah. But Apple comes out with a lot of like usable technology, a lot of smart technology. They try and... Uh, do things that are like for efficiency and not oh, sure. not necessarily video games. So I, I imagine that they will be focusing on the augmented reality aspect of it. And I can imagine a lot of this stuff, uh, if they create the technology, the augmented reality technology that is just the usability of it, if you can use it in any industry, it's going to infiltrate every single industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's going to add a lot of things to it where it's not going to be... I just think that uh, being able to find information out that you want without having to like go and look for it, being able to keep your hands free. I mean, just thinking oh. about the amount of information a surgeon could have oh. while performing surgery. Uh, just imagine your glasses, what you're looking through tells you like what the blood pressure is, what the heart rate is of the patient you're currently working on. I mean, if it can maybe highlight the area that you're particularly supposed to be going towards. And I know we were just discussing oh. about like students and school and how this technology actually makes us dumber. I don't yeah. mean that in like a, an offensive right. way, but like I said, I don't know almost anybody's phone number. If right. I were to get arrested and I have my phone, I would probably call BLH. <laughs> Just because, yeah. I, you know that phone I number? I know that phone number, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah because we've we've gotten to, to come to a point now. Not sure what I'm trying to say here, but we've come to a point where we don't have to know certain yep. things anymore. And technology has made it efficient, but yet is it efficient, yep. you know? And it's it's invasive. It's yeah. literally oh, everything. I've started to notice now that I have owned this car for four or five months, it tells me where I'm going before I go there. And it's a little frustrating that I turn my car on and it's like, hey, you're getting ready to take your daughter to school, aren't you? It doesn't say that, but my Google Maps shows, is this the destination you want? And of course, it is. It is. Because it knows every day at this time, I get in my school and I take my child to school. And now we're in we're in summer, so that is going to change a little bit. But the same thing where, like, if I get in my car and I start it, it's like, you're probably going to work, aren't you? <laughs> it knows. Yeah, I am going to work. And it's, it's a little, it does feel invasive. One of the things I've noticed with my phone recently going through my photos is towards the bottom of just the general photos folder, not like looking at them, it will tell me the people who are in my photos. Oh, yeah. So it actually tells you who is yeah, there. And one of them is unknown. And it's my youngest child. And I believe it's unknown because I have photos of her from the age of newborn to two years old. So there's a drastic amount of change in that. Oh, yeah, time. for sure. But so it, it, categorizes, it categorizes these photos. So it knows newborn photos and the two year old photos are the same human being, even though I haven't identified them in my phone in Jeez. any way. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yep. Just. It's just technology. I mean, it's just, it's changed our lives. And it's getting way, way smarter too. So it's, it's way past how oh, yeah. smart we are. We were just discussing the, the Tim McGraw concert that's coming up and oh, yeah. you said something about buying the tickets. I was like, but that's if somebody doesn't create a script that the nanosecond they go live purchases There's, the max amount of tickets that they can possibly purchase. Yeah. Cause that's what's happening. And that's been happening with 
multiple, multiple things. And then the average person like you and me, we try to buy tickets. We can't get the tickets because they're already sold out, and they'll be sold out in probably like five, ten minutes. You buy them from scalpers at yeah. that point. And, and then you have to buy them tri- from- Triple, quadruple the price, whatever they decide to upcharge that price is. And I mean, oh, yeah. Ticketmaster is sort of the same thing, but uh, they're give. actually, I think Ticketmaster has strict control over a lot of the music industry, and there's been a lot of, a lot of issues with something like that lately. And actually, speaking of all of this, I was reading an article this morning about France is finalizing legislature to uh, require any photo to be properly labeled if it has been edited or not. Oh. And this isn't the EU, so this isn't... uh, this might have impact on the rest of the world, but this seems to be the first time somebody has actually come out with a law that is like, these photos need to be properly identified. You have to be able to tell if uh, photos if, been if it's been edited or anything like that. Sure. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, that's gonna he, that's gonna change advertising. That's gonna change influencers, quote unquote. You know, people whose entire job is taking photos of themselves in cool places. Oh yeah, or yeah. eating or eating certain yeah. things. Yeah, has it been edited? Has it been altered some some way? I mean, some of and these you, edits are drastic. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. they are they are unrealistically different from the original photo and the ease of access that we have to this sort of thing. I mean, Snapchat is something I oh. use a lot. The filters on Snapchat, oh. some of them are just unbelievable. Oh, they, how they can change your face and your voice. And I like playing around with, uh, I'll take my hand and try and cover, see how much of my face I can cover up sure. and still have the filter apply. And it's mostly your eyes. It's yeah. almost exclusively your eyes, your eyebrows, and not even your entire nose, but the like the tip of your nose up. So it's just that like third or quarter of your face that is the most identifiable part of people, and that is what Meta and I I have to assume uh, Steam with the index are trying to collect that facial recognition. Yeah, I'm sure they all are. Yeah, because they want they want that biometric data, even though they're not. And of course, they they try and use it to say that you know they're trying to make things better. So like for instance, uh, they'll make horror movies or horror video games scarier if you as a person get scared, you know, you play this game and you always keep your eye on that table over there because there's something suspicious about that table. So let's make a spooky table somewhere or just, you know, something like that. It's that generative, adaptive AI that learns from you and will personalize everything. Yeah. It'll personalize your, your Google search results. It'll personalize, uh, I'm sure these robots that will be available in people's homes within the next five years or so. I mean, I'm, Oh yeah. The videos that, were out. There was five or six of them in that video. They looked fairly mass produced. They all looked the exact same. I mean, this was one of the robots was sorting a box. So right. it was taking out like this color and shape and putting in that size, this color and shape and putting in that box. So just the general labor at the house is going to be something that will be. Well, just imagine over. pulling into McDonald's or Wendy's or someplace and you're getting served by these robots. Yep. They're making your food. You know, yeah. what the heck? Now- I mean, that has already been happening. So it's not that that's even an unrealistic standard. I mean, when I was a child, yeah, you think of a restaurant full of robots serving you food. That's ludicrous. That's, yeah. that's, that's future. That's, that's in the way distant future. And now we're very, very close to that, as a matter of fact. So implementing this AI with these advanced 
advanced robotics, uh, the security needs to be of the absolute utmost concern. Really, if you make them wireless, if you make them connect to a remote server, that just by itself is a right. vulnerability. Right. That's And that's what I was wondering. Are these, these, these robots programmed? Are they connecting to something? How do they know? Are they thinking on their own? You know, they have a certain code or are they learning, constantly learning? Every single movie we've ever seen that has this sort, these sort of machines that are cloud-based or controlled by some sort of server or something. It just takes that one, you know, breaking into that one room and putting the USB drive in that one computer and installing that one line of code that then sends it out to all of the robots that do ex- whatever who is in charge tells them to do. Well, like with AT&T trying to go uh, preparing for their smartphone service through satellite. So, and the, if these robots connect to a satellite yep. like that, yeah, like you just said, now it's yep. all now it's all over. Yep, and like they say in that article, you sign up for a new plan, it's not locked or whatever, and then you read the fine print, and it's locked for 60 days to prevent people from, like, stealing or whatever. And then it unlocks after that, and they're like, well, we won't ever remotely lock it again. But the... the the, avail- the availability is there. Oh, yeah. So it's always available. If anything ever connects to wireless or a server or cloud-based whatever, there's always the chance of a vulnerability. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just like what HP a couple weeks ago, we talked about them locking down the printers, yep. you know, so you can't use other toner in their printers. And this is after years and years and years of them installing chips that the chip itself, the piece of hardware, so my printer not connected to the internet, if I put the wrong ink in it, the printer itself will say, whoa, I can't recognize this ink. People have figured out a way around that. Sure. And since people have figured out a way around that, now if the printer is connected to the internet, but if, if it says the ink is right, but it also says the ink is wrong, they can remotely disable it. Yeah. So we see that with cars, we see that with cell phones, we see that with everything. Imagine if, you know, your robot's in the middle of cooking lunch, and that's the exact moment they're like, you didn't pay your robot bill this month, and then your robot literally just stops cooking lunch, so it's just standing there holding, uh, I don't know, a pan over an open fire or something. And then the house catches off fire because of it, yeah. Or even if there's safety things where it just stops and goes to plug itself in, you know, its charger or whatever, there's still... Yeah, how is it charged? Yeah, exactly. We're in a very interesting world that we are getting ready to enter and it's it's, uh, it's going to cool. be unlike anything we've ever seen before with as many advancements as technologies that we've seen it's cool to think about but then on I, like me i i think it's cool to think about but then scary at the yep. very scary at yep. the same time the thing that helps me sleep at night is that there are white hat hackers and uh, engineers out there. So sure. there are people who just by their moral compass want things to be safe and secure. And certainly <laughs> that could be a much smaller number than malicious actors and sure. mali- that's no uh, discussion over who's better or whatever, but there are people out there who they want to protect everybody from this sort oh, of yeah. thing. So Absolutely. they scrutinize this sort of thing and they... Uh, <laughs> they can look at the they can look at data and they can actually tell what's being transferred where it's coming from what what it's saying right so they we've seen people who are like whoa hey this device is actually requesting this piece of information that it, it is completely and totally irrelevant and it doesn't notify me that it's requesting this information so then we have an issue right That's absolutely when people just by the nature decide to find out if these things are good or not 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> Interesting times we live in. Interesting sure times. And it's going to get, yeah, if he rolls out these robots, and that, that seems to be Musk in particular, his MO is he wants sure. to come up with a new piece of technology that is revolutionary and groundbreaking, and he wants to get it out as quickly as possible. We've seen numerous issues with these Teslas. Oh, yeah. And it's not just Teslas. Oh, it's yeah. smart cars in general. There are a oh. lot of issues with smart cars. Oh, yeah. Look how many, like the autopilot on the Teslas, yep. how many times they've crashed. So I don't think we're ready for robots and... WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Welcome back, 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk with the BLH Show. If you'd like to join the conversation, 217-629-7970. And Verizon this week released some new, new plans called the My Plan with the Unlimited Plus and the uh, unlimited welcome packages, a little bit cheaper, but they're not including all of the perks that they did in the old plans, so they could be more expensive in the long run. Yeah. And it's, I guess the wireless carriers, they're trying to compete with T-Mobile because T-Mobile had some new wireless plans, I think, released a few weeks ago. I don't think I have that article here yeah. with us. But uh, yeah, they're trying to trying to compete. I'm not sure though that it's actually going to be cheaper. It might be for some people more expensive in the in the long run with these. Yeah, depending these. on what you do, every sorry, every service seems to be sure. cutting itself up oh, or yeah. adding other parts to it and changing their prices, changing their plans, changing month to month to year long oh. subscriptions. Just it's everyone. They're trying to control the narrative. They're trying to control. There's only so much time in the day. Oh yeah, and normal people besides working can only dedicate so much time to social media or you know yeah. uh, entertainment and i mean i'm even guilty of dedicating more time than should be reasonable i mean yeah if i'm i think we're all if, guilty of it yeah, be honest with, with you the ease of access that it is if yeah if i'm standing there uh working on a computer and the next thing is to install this software and this software might take three or four minutes for it to install not a long time but pull my phone out Look yeah. up a couple articles, move on with the software. If I've got other computers, move between them. But yeah, yeah. just that as you're going about yeah. doing things, going to the bathroom, sure. and, you know, waiting in line at the grocery store or ordering food, just pull your phone out. Just kind of browse Reddit, browse Facebook, browse Instagram, wherever you choose to go, whatever you choose to read. And everywhere is trying to get that piece of the pie and they're trying to get it bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's what that Google, the one of the things with them adding the AI to is sure. it's taking traffic away from those websites. Absolutely. Is. And like YouTube, they, they don't want you to use ad blockers. They say they're going to not allow that anymore. To Which is frustrating because that's, I mean, I, I don't know. I understand that these websites, they need ad revenue in order to stay going. Right. If any service is available for free, it's based on ad revenue sure. or they're selling your data, one of the two. Absolutely. So there, there is real world cost to running these websites. I mean, there are servers, there is electricity, right. there is maintenance, there are employees, there's data 
takes up space. Oh, so absolutely. you have to have the appropriate amount of everything that you need. So there's real world costs associated with these things. Ah, I've, I hate ads. I think they're overwhelmingly intrusive. I have always used any kind of ad block program. And that is actually one of the Whoa. first things that we recommend. If we have somebody come in with a computer three, four sure. times that they've got a virus or malware on it, we'll run our scans, clean everything off, and then we will install an ad block program on whatever preferred uh, explore sure. you use whatever prefer well, when I pay for a service I don't expect ads on the yeah. service I'm paying for already yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't have to watch those ads I'm, I'm paying fine for with the free service and ads even though like I am talking about blocking right. ads on YouTube I feel like if it's free it's one thing I but almost miss the days where you were watching TVs and ads were organized they were dedicated they were you know, there was a time frame. You know, sure. if you're watching your show, it does that twist. You've got five or so minutes of commercials. You can go to the bathroom, get a drink, do whatever you need. The ads are relevant to whatever yeah. you're doing. I mean, I was watching most of my YouTube on my TV, anyways, is all kids' stuff. Oh, yeah. Because I, my yeah. children, yeah. Your kids are very young. Uh, yep. And it, it is interesting how, uh, like, if I get on YouTube on my computer, the recommendations are different than if I get on YouTube on my TV. It actually notices that. They're the same exact YouTube account. Both of them are mine. But it can tell these are different devices, and I use one device to do more, and I use the other device to do the other. We were watching something. I don't remember. It wasn't a kid thing. It, I looked up a rock and roll. I believe it was Crazy Train by Ozzy, which has, like, a cartoon. <laughs> Tune-ish uh, video, yeah. and the song itself is not only amazing, but it's very G-rated. So that yeah, was, absolutely, and it's in the Trolls movie, so my girls love it. Oh, absolutely! The, the ad that came on. It, it's always like, it's not always at the very beginning of it. You might get five or ten seconds of the song, and then the ad shows up. And it was for the most recent Evil Dead movie. We're talking about not only a horror movie, but an extremely scary, very graphic horror movie. So the commercial that my children watched was this, you know, woman covered in blood screaming haunted stuff, and that's probably scared. It probably uh, scared your kids more, yeah, because I, it played that. I can't necessarily blame YouTube. For that, but we were, I use a lot of it for children's stuff. So if I was watching a children's show on television, there would be children ads. And I guess if I changed it to MTV for the music video, there would be different ads. But it's, I don't know, the world we're in, ads yeah. are so much more intrusive. They are just constant. I I hate watching people play video games. It's just something I usually turn on in the background when I'm doing other stuff. And if I want to see people play certain games, sure. they'll be in the middle of whatever dramatic moment, boss fight, you know, trying to glitch this the game and break the world record or whatever. And a five-minute ad will show up. And like, it's just oh, so, yeah, I miss why? the moment I'm wanting because... They just they just show up. There's no like real organization to them. It's just whenever. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And uh, also too, uh, next month, uh, Paramount Plus and Showtime they're going to be merging together. I think June 27th, and then uh, HBO Max becomes Max here in I think three days. Yeah. They're merging all their services together. So. so I don't mind them offering these services free with ads or paid without ads. Right. I will That's the way almost I think it should always be. go with the Absolutely. paid without ads. I just would so much prefer to not have that interruption in service. I don't want to buy whatever you're selling me. I just, if I'm interested, if I need something, I will typically go and look for it. And I almost... 
ads almost turn me away from whatever it is, especially if the ad is, you know, if it's overwhelming. If I see the same ad for, you know, whatever laundry detergent, oh. if it's always the same ad and it's just constantly the same ad over and over and over, I'm actually going to go uh, away from your well, they want to get that. It. They want to get that in your head mm-hmm. because you hear, oh, it makes you want to go buy. Mm-hmm. It. Eventually, go buy it. That's what they're. That's what they're right. trying to. And we're starting to see more and more ads that are integrated into things. So Twitch is one in particular. Oh, yeah. No ad block program I have ever found stops Twitch ads. They oh, are wow. integrated into the video like somehow. Like embed, embedded yep. code into that video. So there's no ad block program that works at all. And we're starting to see ads now that are you'd be watching in a video and it'll just almost scream at you over the rest of the video. So there's no commercial that interrupts it, but you still get the advertised effect. Well, how do they get a hold of you? Well, you can come and see me at 1832 Stevenson Drive here in Springfield. We will be there until 5 p.m. At 426 South Main in Jacksonville, they are open until 5 p.m. as well. Our 123 West Main Cross in Taylorville is closed on the weekends. They will be open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, as will the rest of our uh, locations. We are on Facebook or we are on our website, blhcomputers.com. All right. See you next week. Thank you. See you next week. Bye.